This Big 12 Game of the Week Backyard Brawl Edition of the Big 12 Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without stress. Use the promo code SGPN. On your first purchase to save $20, download the Game Time app. Uh, use the promo code CFBX. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, but not least, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app and visit hofbets.com. Use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, back to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is week three in the college football season, and we got our Big 12 game in the week, and I think you guys had an idea of where we were going for this one. We're going to Morgantown, West by God, Virginia. If you guys know, you guys know who you're talking to. Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And joined each and every episode on the Big 12 College Experience, talking Mountaineers. Uh, he was <clears> born <throat> in Provo, Utah, actually. He's got family names, Iowa, but he lives in Morgantown. He is a graduate of West Virginia University. Like myself, he is rambling. Rush, Rush, are you ready for some brawl, man? Dude, first, first time living in Morgantown, and, and the backyard brawl's coming to Morgantown, man. I'm I'm fired up. I'm excited. I'm actually in D.C. right now. Had to get the quick business trip out of the way, done with for the week. Back in the home studio tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Kennedy picks there. GBO Farm. Looking forward <laughs> to that coin flip on on Thursday. But hey, get 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 the business out of the way and then get on to the real business. Pitt's going down, man. Hell yeah! And join third man in the box, batting in the three hole. You know him from uh, all his family civil wards in the Big 12. Norman, Stillwater, Waco, Fort Worth, list goes on. He's got a seed spread in Orlando, Cincinnati, soon to be Morgantown, West Virginia. Maybe a surprise appearance this weekend. Big 12 guru, Troy, what's up, brother? Yo, I didn't know that uh, Rush was as close to uh, me as he was this <laughs> last, I don't know, just today. What, you come down this morning or something like that? Something like that. Good old, uh, you know, the, the, the wedding gods uh, cursed me and I'm getting married uh, during, <laughs> during BYU West Virginia, of course. So had to Don't go through the final, the, the, the final venue run through. So needed to get that out of the way for, for, for West Virginia Pitt. So well, don't worry, gonna, Troy. I always let you know when I'm here, man. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to grill some steak whenever we're done with this. So if you're close enough, just swing by. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm excited for the brawl. Um, I kind of know which way everybody, uh, my co-hosts are leaning in this one. Uh, I'm going to play into that. I got this sweet eat shit pit shirt when I was in Morgantown. I think it was the pizza and an eat shit pit shirt for like $6.50. Can't turn that shit down. Got to go for that. No, it, it will be shared. Backyard brawl stories all week. Before we bring on our guest for the backyard hmm. brawl, we got to talk, and by the way, this is a special guest. I think many of you are going to know him and recognize him, but we'll do so on the other side because we got to talk about DraftKings because football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And uh, DraftKings has got you covered on the action, every single one of them. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. New customers can bet up to $5 on any NFL game to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Um, don't miss out on all these games. DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every day this September. Get on on the NFL Week 2 action. It'll be here before you know it at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the promo code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 to take home 200 instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code SGP. The crown is yours. And if you got a gambling problem... Please call 1-800-C-DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details, state-specific, responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. And we are also brought to you by, you guys know this, Game Time. Uh, get over there. Get over there to Game Time. You want to go to the Backyard Brawl? Uh, good luck. It's, it's going to cost a lot. So do so over at Game Time because uh, those tickets are on demand. Buy tickets to your favorite event. Shouldn't be stressful. Planning's overrated. Uh, and game time is the fastest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets with their best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and your budget and start getting hyped for the game. Rush, you are an advocate, big advocate of game time. Talk about game time. Absolutely. Use game time since its inception. Um, you, you, you hit the nail on the head, the, the killer deals. I'll, I'll meet up with Troy right before Nats games, hang over at, Walter Sports Bar, drink a couple painkillers, watch those uh, as the game time gets closer and closer. Those prices go down, lock them in, and then head right over to Nats Park. Love game time. Love that they show you the, the where you're going to sit before, before you even purchase. So it's a great app. Most user-friendly ticket app out there. It is, and if you want some images of your seat this weekend, there might be a burning couch in your seat when the Mountaineers <laughs> beat Pitt. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy the tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps in your set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience talking West Virginia Mountaineers and that filthy school up north. Uh, I like to call each ship Pitt, but we had to bring on a special guest. He's making his debut on the Big 12 College Experience. Everybody knows him from the college football experience, the college basketball experience, the FCS College Experience, and now the Big 12 College Experience. My partner every night on Midnight Madness on the College Basketball Experience, Pick Dundee. What's up, my brother? Oh, thanks for having me, guys. And I love the work you guys have been doing. And I'm honored for my first time to be on being the backyard brawl because that's that's you know i live i live for the fucking backyard brawl man even though i, I have no affiliation to either university well let, 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 let's leave things off colby let me ask you because you're definitely not someone that's for this conference expansion conference realignment <laughs> everything should be regional play you know s stick to these traditional rivalries it's been 12 years since 
this game's been played in Morgantown. Last time it was played 2011. Of course, they played in Pittsburgh last year. I actually just want to turn the time over to you. Go on in a rant about how a disgrace that is for this game to take 12 years to go back to Morgantown. Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. I mean, I fucking wrote my senator, and I haven't heard back, all right? I fucking haven't heard back because, you know, when I look at the the problems we have in this country, I think it starts with our, our, you know, what we're doing to these classic rivalries. You know what I mean? People want to talk about how divided we are. Well, that's because we don't get the backyard brawl. You know, we don't get the fucking backyard bro every, every year. We would settle it with sports before, but now we have nothing to, you know, uh, nothing to, we're all tribal at the end of the day, right? Like we don't have yeah. sports. We're just like, hey, fuck this, you know, and, and we start uh, talking shit to one another uh, all, all over the social media platforms, or, you know, where, wherever, and we could fix this all if we just had the backyard bro every year, if we had Colorado, Nebraska every year. That's the irony about all of this, though. I read. I think I read last year, and I think this got broken this year with with Florida Utah, which makes no sense. But I do believe last year's Pitt West Virginia opening Thursday night college football game. I remember ESPN tweeting out a graphic saying like most watched Thursday night game in, in ten years. I'm like, oh no shit, right? No shit. People want to see this. People want to see this, right? So that's what I don't get about the TV execs. You want to you want to you want to uh, dissect the sport and ruin all this traditional rivalry. But then you want the biggest number. Well, guess what? The bigger number is going to be what the rivalry is. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, Colorado, Nebraska just did 9 million views. Uh, peaked at over 10 million. Oh, well, guess why? Because people want to see that. I know it's Deion Sanders, but also people want to see the hated rivalries. You know, hatred helps the sport. You know, so uh, and look, this is a beautiful rivalry. I've been to I've been to this game before. I don't remember much. I got pepper <laughs> I, I vaguely remember someone getting the piss beaten out of them in the parking lot. And uh, it, was, it was just absolutely fantastic, though. The, the energy in the building was fantastic. It's everything that's right, right about college football, in my opinion. And I look, I, I didn't go to this version in Pittsburgh because they played that filthy NFL stadium now. I want it back, you know, like this should, this, is, this should be on a fucking college campus at all times. At all times, it should be on a college campus. Uh, but no, this rivalry is the epitome of college football and what makes the sport so great. So I hope, uh, I hope everybody, even if you're not a Big 12 fan, uh, or, or maybe you're not a Dub V fan or Pitt fan, I encourage you, if, if I was to give you a blueprint on how to watch college football, uh, I would say this is, this is the one you got to watch this week. There's, there's a couple other ones that I'm sure we'll probably, you guys will probably talk about that are some good rivalries happening, but this one is a must-watch game if you love college football, or if you're just getting into college football because – you know, the hatred, especially you haven't had it in Morgantown in so long. So, uh, yeah, it's a must-watch game. I can't wait. So, um, not not only is this a must-watch game, uh, it's almost a must-watch the fans watch the game. <laughs> like, just being there at the third level is just as much fun. Um, I know these guys are going to ask you a lot of questions specifically about the game. I mean, they're WVU lovers. They're, they're all in it. My first question, since you have experience at the Backyard Brawl, is what do you think is the smartest uh, strategy or like the average consumption numbers that, that are going to be thrown down here in Morgantown? Let's give it uh, – it's a 7, seven o'clock, 7.30 or 7 o'clock? 7.30, 7:30 ABC. 7.30, so the extra 30 minutes is – that could be rough for some uh, – <laughs> but, yeah, let's say about like a 12-hour, you know, if you, if you start going at about 8 in the morning – and the game starts at 7.30, what's the, what's the speed of that? Just pound them and, and hope? Well, you know, 
this is one thing that I would once again like to uh, challenge the TV execs is this should be happening on Black Friday because when I was there, it was cold as fuck. So when, when you go to these games that are cold as fuck, and once again, Colorado, Colorado, Nebraska should be Texas, Texas A&M, put them all the final week of the year. Um, so you have to drink to stay warm. So I, it's, it's, I, I, I'm curious how it will be, you know, uh, what the weather will be. You know, I feel like it's still warm over there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's still warm. It's still humid. So, so you're, you're going to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be comfortable just throwing them back so that you won't be in as much of a rush. When it was cold as fuck when I was at the game, like we were tailgating like eight hours before, but it was, dude, I did not have enough. I, I did not have, like, I didn't realize, I knew Morgantown was going to, that was my first time in Morgantown. I thought it'd be cold. I didn't know it'd be that cold. So uh, we didn't have fireball back then. So you're just sitting there. You're getting your hands on whatever the hell you can get your hands on, trying to stay warm. Uh, but you had to keep drinking stuff. So, yeah, I mean, going back to the original question that, that Troy asked me, I would say, you know, it's a little different with the temperature, but I still feel like this is, come on, this is Morgantown. 8 a.m., you start drinking. I actually think you can you can pass out one time before the game and then get up. Get up and then go to the game and then it's in a hospital parking lot. You just go yeah. get your liver pumped yeah. and come back you out. Go. You're good. They got the IV thing these days. You see them in Vegas everywhere. I haven't tried that yet because I'm a, I'm I'm old school. I believe in a, I I like a nice strong hangover. Um, so uh, you know I, I I but yeah I would say you got opportunities out the look kids out there. If you've never been to this one, you got opportunities out your ass. Don't don't bring sunglasses because you want the pepper spray to hit your eyes. You know what I mean? You don't want it. You want the real experience. You want the real experience. So highly recommend it. And I think Patty C also might have got a tampon thrown on his face. Um, it, it, it was it was uh, dipped in jungle juice. Not It wasn't a true a true tampon in, in a way. But, it, I mean, it was, but it wasn't, if you know what I mean. So uh, I would say, though, minimum. And, and I look, I don't have my, my pulse on the youth. I want to say minimum 32, 32 beverages. Mm. That's a good one. So just so the, just uh, over just over a case. Go that's ahead. That's kind of funny. You're you're the cold is like uh having a track and field championship with the wind at the back. Like the the world records don't actually count. But this weekend, it's all warm. You're gonna have to really commit if you wanna if you wanna break some records. So my recollection, honestly, like if you if you sat me down by the, the police department and I had to pass the lie detector test. Here's my recollection of my trip to Morgan. I don't, I had to check the score just when we were doing pre-episode. I was like, I don't even remember who the fuck won. I think West Virginia won because everyone was partying. But, um, so my experiences where we, we started drinking very early in the morning and it was so cold. First off, like I said, multiple fights, but one guy specifically got his, like one pit fan really got his ass whooped. Uh, and, and we all thoroughly enjoyed it. Because he had been talking a lot of shit for a long time, but um, they they have what what's great, and I'm curious if you guys still do this. It was like an old school, it was like a old school Seagal movie or something where you'd see just like a a trash can on fire in pits of the parking lots, like a like an old like an oil an oil uh, you know uh, what what would I call that? I don't know, like a, like a just a, a tub of oil. Like but like on fire, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Still have those, yes. And you know, you got people doing their hands, putting there, and it, it just faint, dude. It was fucking awesome. That, that, it, so my experiences, I remember being just pissed drunk in the parking lot for about twelve hours, and then uh, several people getting their ass whooped. And then when I went, then when I went into the game, 
I didn't start a fight, but someone in the section, like the like within a thirty seat radius, got into a big fight, and the fine the fine police officers from Morgantown figured it was best to just just nuke the whole area. Just t- let's just pepper spray everybody in the section. So love what they're doing there because then you're at the bars later in the night. Once again, you rally late, but it was hilarious because your eyes are just bloodshot, fucking red. You're cr- people think you're crying, and yeah. you're just still doing Jaeger bombs and everything. Awesome experience and everything that's great about uh, you know. So that's my memories. That's my recollections uh, of of just but just energy everywhere. They they, they the hatred at an all time high. I want to say there might have been some batteries thrown at the uh, at the West Virginia players. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. No, no, that 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 that's happened multiple times, and I could just let everybody know I have doubled my H two two O intake uh, yesterday, today, and then leading up to about Thursday, and then. Just so I, I, a little bit of experience dealing with these brawls and these games. I've been pepper sprayed as well in Morgantown after we beat uh, Texas, the first ever game in Austin in the Big 12. But, Colby, to transition over to the game a little bit, these two programs, you a guy that has previewed, what, 133 teams in this summer. So you know a little bit about everything with when it comes to all these programs. Talk about the state of the program with Pitt and West Virginia. This is a big game, obviously, mm-hmm. from the rivalry, but both teams one and one. Neil being on the hot seat, and then uh, year number nine, they fill uh, Narduzzi. So, and, and if you're catching the Mel Tucker things, I mean, Narduzzi has connections yeah. connections to Michigan State. So you're thinking, you know, uh, if you're if you're a Pitt fan, you're like, well, I hope we I hope we always beat West Virginia, but I also hope we win enough games where Narduzzi leaves. Because, I mean, I don't know. I, like, Narduzzi is one of these coaches that kills me because I feel like he's good at, at, at making, like, a three-star, a four-star, or a five-star theoretically, like a, a high draft pick. But at the same time, you get the game that you see last week where you have a talented quarterback that's reunited with his offensive coordinator. So it, sh- he should, be, it should be fine-tuned. And they just ate shit last week you know like they just looked that we always have a term and i'm not even a guy that hates pit we have a term that says you know uh you know pit's gonna pit which yep. means what the year they won the acc two or three years ago with kenny pickett they lost they beat like everybody in the acc but they couldn't beat western michigan at home you know what i mean like you're gonna get that game so i'm curious the pulse of what pit fans like if i'm a pit fan i might want Norduzzi to go to to michigan state because you know, you always have – Pitt's been so talented over the years. They, you know, won a natty in, in the 70s, and they just produce, like, Hall of Fame players nonstop. So you, if I'm a Pitt fan, I don't know that I'm satisfied with Narduzzi. I think you might think you can get better. Uh, now, Neil Brown uh, is a guy that I was really high on at Troy. Things haven't worked out for him in Morgantown, and I, 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 I will gladly admit that I've been wrong on Neil Brown. But I also think that Dub V might be a lot better. I was actually impressed – to a certain extent, with the performance against Penn State. Now, I know they didn't cover because Penn State ran it up, but if Garrett Green can just pass the ball a little bit more efficiently, I think it's a pretty complete football team that can win seven games this year. You know, so... Uh, I, I And perhaps salvage his job. You win this game and you, and you win six, seven games, you might be able to salvage your job because I know their athletic director also has to hire a basketball coach, so you're kind of just sitting there like... Which one do we do first? But I actually think Dub V is a little bit better than like seeing them dead last in every single magazine preseason or, or every you know article online. I don't think people really watch the games because I thought like 
Man, they were in a lot of the games. They were a better record. They were a better team than their record indicated, in my opinion. So, no doubt. yeah, I, I think this game's fascinating because of both those angles, though, is that, you know, Narduzzi, at, at what point do Pitt fans get sick of being eight and four with a team that's re- that's talented, you know? That kind of, I, I, I feel mean, like, yeah, it's absolutely with you, Colby, is, but something that's interesting because this game should be played on Black Friday, right? is now the conversation has shifted, kind of starting with Ryan's question about how, well, what happens to these programs after? Usually you would just figure that out in the offseason, right? Like it would all lead to this game rivalry, no matter how good one team is or bad the team is, it would be an all-out brawl, and whatever happened from there, you have an offseason to figure it out. This is the third game of this season, and both teams are about to go into conference play. And you bring up, you know, Narduzzi kind of, you know, maybe Pitt fans do want him out. Obviously, Neil Brown has a career to salvage. Do you think, kind of going into Neil Brown a little more, if Neil Brown loses this game, is he done? Probably. Probably. Now, I mean, obviously, I think the Big 12 is loaded with decent teams. So I still think, like, Dub V could end up having a solid season. But to be 0-2 in the backyard brawl, would be pretty strong, and then you really got to win a lot of your remaining games, I think, for you to come back. I don't think they'd fire him like the week after this game, but obviously, I think this is kind of a big, big moment for him, you know, because I think he could end up, even end up going six and six, but you win this game, they might bring you back. But, um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, that's the thing is like, can you win? This game probably means more than almost any other game on your schedule. Now, obviously if you beat like Oklahoma or something, it's going to look great, but there's not that hatred there. The fan base, you know, lives for this game. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this is army Navy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why it should be the final game of the year. Cause you know, yeah. when you can ruin each other's season, obviously remember, I mean, I know you guys are Dub V fans, but I remember that pit, you know, derailed West Virginia from the national championship, just like, Nebraska did to Colorado and Colorado did to Nebraska. And that's what makes the rivalry even on another level. That's why they should play it in late November is because when your rival might have a bad season, you might be two and two and 10 or two and nine, but you have that chance to say, fuck you to your rival. And that that's, what's great. So um, you mentioned something about Pittsburgh getting Signetti and Jerkovic back, you know, reunited and, Against Wofford, he obviously didn't look great, but, you know, he complete, completed a lot of his passes, and we kind of saw the stinker that he threw out against Cincinnati, even though three touchdowns of, of 10 completions, three of them were for TDs. <laughs> but the biggest issue with that game and with Djokovic has always been the pressure from the defensive line, and we know that Cincinnati's the strength of their team is up front, and that's kind of why, I don't know, I mean, we were all kind of low probably too low on Cincinnati, but do, do we think West Virginia can provide that, that pressure or is this going to be a, like a Boston college Djokovic just kind of scrambling around making plays? Uh, well, I would say Cincinnati's D lines probably better than dub V's, but um, I can tell you that Djokovic's kind of had a knack for hanging onto the ball late. And maybe that also, you know, he gets injured a lot, but, you hang onto the ball late, the more susceptible you will be to getting injured. Um, so I, I do think, but one of the things that was super interesting to me about the uh, the Cincinnati Pit game we just watched on Saturday 
was the other side of the ball, where Narduzzi normally has an awesome defensive line. And even when they lose guys, he just replaces them. I'll give Narduzzi all the credit in the world. I worry about his game management coaching all the time, but he normally is very good at developing talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, Cincinnati, I thought one of the biggest areas of weakness for the Bearcats coming into the season was their offensive line. They owned the line of scrimmage against Pitt at least for three quarters. I thought Pitt might have won it in the fourth. But Dub V's offensive line is actually really good. Dub V, I think, actually has one of the more underrated offensive lines in the country and in the Big 12. I think you can make an argument, short of maybe Texas, that Dub V might have the best offensive line in the country, or in, in, not in the country, but in the Big 12. Um, so if Pitt's defense comes out like they did against Cincinnati, that defensive line was getting pushed around for three quarters. Like I said, I think Dub V's offensive line is way better than Cincinnati. So I think that would be a, a real, real benefit to West Virginia. Yeah, no, I, I, that that's kind of what the handicap was for us when we did the West Virginia preview and what we did here on the Big 12 experience. West Virginia's offensive line is a clear strength of the team. Uh, I got a Big 12 question for you on the other side, but first got to talk about Hall of Fame bets because you win bigger by betting smarter in the NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines, research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets with Historical data and stats. Enter any parlay into Hall of Fame's Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get uh, broken down into the percentages of hitting that exact parlay. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame app, at, app or visit hofbets.com. Use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And, of course, Underdog Fantasy is a proud sponsor of the Big 12 College Experience and Sports Gambling Podcast. And play alongside with your favorite football team all season long. Play, pick them. You pick uh, between two to five players. Select whether they'll go higher or lower based off the stats. Every Sunday, watching the games, you can win up to 20 times your money in a game. By going five for five, it's a fantasy game bet you want to win real money with. An underdog fantasy pick 'em thing I like this weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, ride Garrett Green and CJ Donaldson. If West Virginia's gonna win this game, they gotta win it in the trenches. I think since our pit can be had on the ground, West Virginia CJ Donaldson his debut went for over 100 yards last year. So when those get when those come out, get on over there and bet the overs. Watch along, make your picks, and maybe you'll get a little bit of cash over on underdog fantasies. Mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com, and use the sign-up code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code uh, SGPN. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience, talking backyard brawl. Uh, Colby, let's transition over a little bit of Big 12 and just the outlook. So, obviously, that school in Austin, who looked good on Saturday night in Tuscaloosa, looks good. The school in Norman looks good as well. I know that they haven't played the uh, schedule as tough as Texas. You got the four newcomers. Colorado looks really good. Utah looks really good. Arizona, Arizona State, up and down. What about the eight members that will retain in this league and just the outlook of the rest of the season? Um, do you think K-State is still being slept on a little bit nationally in terms of Big 12? Always. I feel like it's been their story for 30 years. Um 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I did the Missouri preview this offseason. I thought Missouri was going to be ripe for the upset against K-State, knowing the revenge, and that's an old Big 7, Big 8 rivalry. Uh, after watching the first couple of weeks, I'm like, no, nope, I was wrong. K-State's going to go into Columbia and beat the piss out of them. Um, but I'm so fascinated. I'm glad that game's back on the schedule. But, no, I do think K-State – Kansas State's always underrated, in my opinion. Like, I, I still think they're a contender in the conference – I still would rank them ahead of Oklahoma. And I still would, honestly, I think they're, I mean, I know the game's in Austin and Texas has had their number lately, but just because Texas beats Bama, which they're super impressive and they deserve all the credit in the world for beating Bama. They should have beat Bama last year. The refs really blew that. Um, but at the same time, we, we need to see it consistently. Remember we saw Texas when, when Musburger had the classic call, I think it was of them being back, when they beat Notre Dame in the season opener, but then the rest yeah. of the season they sucked. So we've seen them win big games. Uh, the, the Tom Herman era, they beat, I, I remember, should be correct, I think in overtime they beat Oklahoma one year. Um, so we've seen them win big games. Uh, can they can they consistently do it? But, yeah, I was super impressed. Quinn Ewers on the road. That was the first time I've seen him really been really good on the road. So he's growing up you know, before our eyes. I also think the Jayhawks. Don't sleep on the Jayhawks. They look super impressive to me as well. That was my preseason pick of, of Kansas and Texas in the Big 12 championship. But I, I thought they looked super impressive against Illinois. And I, mean, I think that offense, that's one thing we should talk about with Texas is they were dominating, but I also thought they should have won by more, right? Yeah. And Jalen Milrow is a clearly flawed quarterback. Now, he might be able to get be improved down the road and be better. I'm not trying to shit on the kid, but uh, he clearly, that stood out to me. I was watching it with Patty C, and I was saying, man, he keeps throwing the ball in the triple coverage. And they didn't even get picked. But I was like, he's not reading the game correctly. And uh, that was that stood out to me. Well, you go up against an elite quarterback like Jalen Daniels. I know that game's in Austin, too. It's a favorable break for, for Texas, the schedule. But I still think your defense is going to be in, need to be in the right spot, and Jalen Daniels will shred you if you're not. So, uh, fascinated to see that, you know, not only that, just you know, some of the other Big 12 quarterbacks, even not necessarily Will Howard, but I think Dylan Gabriel or whoever Oklahoma goes with um, could, could present some challenges that perhaps Alabama could not do uh, from a passing standpoint. I would say your mainstream college sports fan or, or TV watcher probably may not be impressed week three. However, especially in the Big 12, there's a lot of sneaky Week 3 games. You have Iowa State at Ohio, obviously BYU at Arkansas, Kansas State at Missouri, we brought up here. I guess you do have your first Big 12 game in TCU at Houston, um, Wyoming at Texas. What what game besides the backyard brawl itself are you excited for, and what are you looking to see out of Week 3 from the Big 12, Colby? TCU, Houston. I think Houston's live. I think Houston's live, and I think I think people are looking at that, you know, and they say Holgerson's seat is super hot. I mean, I I get it. You lost to Rice. They're they're in they're located in the same city as you, but I do think Rice is a bowl team this year. I think Rice. I don't think there's that much shame in that loss. I think Rice is a solid football team, uh, and they were down twenty eight nothing. They rallied, scored twenty eight unanswered, took it to overtime. It's almost amazing that they lost, but knowing that they had that much momentum. But, yeah, I mean, I know the Houston alums are going to be pissed about that, and maybe they fire Hogerson, maybe they don't. But I do think that team's better than what people think. I think Donovan Smith is is a you know decent dual-threat quarterback within the Big 12. I think Tony Mathis, the, 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 both the guys that got from Dub V, the tight end O'Laughlin, and then uh, 
I know, I know Troy's a big fan of Joseph Manjack. Um, but, uh, uh, no, he's a, he, he was a USC transfer, right? He was a USC transfer that I think is actually a talented wideout that missed a lot of the season last year. I think they're actually more intact. I know their identity more than I do TCU. I think TCU is struggling right now. I know they beat Nichols. Okay. But I don't know if they know who they are. That's the one thing that I got from the Colorado game is uh, Chandler Morris, first off, I've never been sold on him as a quarterback. I was on Colorado Moneyline, guys. I don't know if you guys were, but um, my main breakdown is I thought Chandler Morris, he's never proven it to me, where I thought Shador Sanders had a clear edge because he started a bunch of games in college. Uh, and and Chandler Morris you know, has had its struggles. But also, Garrett, going from Garrett Riley to Kendall Bryles and losing some of the other pieces that they have, I don't know if they know who they are. And I, I, I got, even watching that game, I felt like, not only did Dion outcoach Sonny Dykes, I felt like they they needed a team identity and they didn't have it. So I think Houston's completely live in 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 uh what and that's the first ever Big Twelve game. I remember I, I I was a guest on a Houston Cougars podcast this off season, and they were telling me that they've had the most ticket sales ever this year, and they're so excited to be a a, a Power Five or whatever you want to call it, Power Four, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I expect the place to be lit. So. Uh, Give me TCU on the money line. I'm sorry. Give me Houston on the money line against TCU. I can't talk. Dana's special there, baby. And uh, Dana's special. Well, that I mean, Houston might be up and down like that all year as long as Dana's back there. I mean, he'll concentrate on three or four games and probably win them when you don't expect him to and then lose everything else. But uh, it would be a shame <laughs> to have Colby on and not directly ask a question about the America's new team uh, being led by one of America's team's players. The Buffs, man, we're going three for three on either Big Noon or College Game Day this weekend. Obviously, we're going to expect them to win this game. It's more of will they cover, how many points are they going to score, that kind of BS. They go to Eugene. Are they are they getting Fox Big Noon and Game Day in Eugene? Probably. I mean <laughs> – and against USC. I was going to say, so if they win that game in Eugene, are they going to get Fox Big Noon and, and – College game day back in Boulder against USC? Even if they lose, they probably will. I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, look, I'm a Colorado fan, so uh, – but, I mean, I wish I would see a little more – I wish they would jump around. There's a lot of universities to appreciate their football programs. But, you know, they're the big hot story. Uh, I like Colorado State in the points. Um, I like the over even more in that game. But I also think Oregon – is probably going to fuck them up. And uh, just because Autzen is Autzen. They haven't... Look, going to Fort Worth was fun, but that's Dion's hometown. That's his kid's hometown. Going to Autzen, I think they're going to get really fucked up. But Because uh, Oregon's defensive line actually has some real bodies. Colorado's done a great job doing patchwork on the offensive line, and I think long-term they're going to be fine. But right now, they're still... It's a it's a work. It's a work in progress, and they don't necessarily have you know first rounders. Whereas I feel like you look at Oregon's defensive line, you're like, no, this guy will definitely be in the NFL. This guy will be in the NFL. I think they probably eat shit there. But the USC game, I think they're live. Uh, USC's defense needs to prove it to me. I, I get it. Just a great great performance against Stanford, but I don't know what that means yet. I need it's to see Stanford. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, I think I think that. Colorado could be live against USC, but uh, I mean, what a, what a crazy thing this is for college football. I'm loving it because I grew up a Buffs fan, and I felt like they'd ignored football for so long. 
And I don't think they ever will ever again. Even when Dion leaves, they're seeing the economic impact that football does to your university. And I think even even them, because uh, I know at one point I felt at one point as a Colorado fan, I really felt like they didn't like football. I was like, the fucking administration does not like football, right? And it's this has been a great one eighty because it gets back to what Colorado was, and Colorado was a, was a was a blue blood for a. A, a decent amount of time, so I think that's coming again. It's back, back I do think it's, I do think it's funny. Real quick, Colby, kind of you ragging on administration. There was that one South Park episode with Crack Baby Basketball, how they used Colorado in there. So you're probably right. They they were trying to stick it to the Colorado administration there. So that's, yeah, that's, I mean, uh, I mean, they fired Gary Barnett's comments, so they had a kicker. Uh, they had a kicker that was a woman that got that got That's she right. she was claiming a rape case and I don't even know if that fully got like I don't I don't even know if that fully you know went did they find the people that did I don't even know if there was I don't know the storyline there but I know this and Gary Barnett was dumb to say this but the problem presented itself they had a rule like if a woman tried out that they would put her on the roster I think if memory serves me correct or something like that so. You had this situation that was crazy. And, and they interviewed Gary Barnett, who was a very good coach. And he was like, let me tell you about her. She couldn't kick the ball through the uprights. And it was a dumb, t- dumb time for him to say that because they're talking about a rape case. You can't, you can't, it's like Mel Tucker. It's Mel like, what the Tucker, fuck yeah. are you saying, Mel? But yeah. at the same time, I felt like, uh, I, f- I felt like, you know, Garrett, Gary Barnett had done a decent job with the program. Maybe you suspend him. I didn't think he deserved There was a stupid comment. It was a very stupid comment, but I also felt like maybe, uh, and then afterwards I just felt like they jumped to the Pac-12. We lost our rivals, and it just seemed like no one cared anymore. I mean, to uh, to the fans' credit, you go back and watch a year ago, the Cal game that we won, the one game that Colorado won, it was still, we were, uh, they were 0-16 or something, and everyone showed up. So the fans have always wanted it. So... I'm glad that they're they're aligned now because I feel like Colorado can be a force. Obviously, with Dion, I think the recruiting is going to go through the roof. Um, just another quick one before Ryan goes. Uh, how long do you think Dion stays there? Well, I, I I don't know if I saw you guys or someone else talking and and about how Dion will be the coach of the Cowboys. You know, he's he's been on record now. I, I understand that Dion things change in life. But he's on record saying he has no interest of ever coaching in the NFL because he doesn't like the direction of the NFL with the you know more and more guaranteed contracts and stuff like that. He said, "No, I'm a college guy for life." Uh, so I actually think he might be in it for a decent, you know, more than people think. I know everyone thinks like, "Oh, two years, he's going to be gone." I think he might might do like a solid five, ten years, but I don't know. I mean, I, I could also see him being like, you know, the coaching grind. And I don't know how D- I, I don't know if it's more Sean Lewis doing that or, you know, I don't know if D- how Dion's running his program, but I, I, I think it'll probably be more than people think. And I, I actually don't think it would be for the NFL. I think if, if he left, maybe it would be for another school. But he's already got his, his you know, I don't know if you saw the, the press conference with him basically saying he's not a Florida State guy. So I don't, I don't think I that's did, a possibility. Yeah. I know Patty C's saying it's going to happen. No, I, I feel pretty strongly that he'll never be Florida State's head coach. Now that doesn't mean he couldn't be UCF's head coach, or you know, T- I mean, T- that was another angle from the TCU thing. Is TCU interviewed him and went with Sonny Dykes, so 
that was another angle that I even forgot. I don't even think I mentioned that that much on my show, but uh, I could see him back in Texas somewhere uh, potentially. Yeah, if, Sark, but, if Sark blows the rest of this year, but also oh, yeah. he's but also Dion says like I'm the type that needs to be loved, well, right? Well, I don't know that like the, what he's doing at Colorado, we haven't really seen ever in the history of college football. So like he's gonna get a pass forever in the state of Colorado, I think. Yeah. So, and, so he might just want to stay there. They'll build fucking statues for him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. He also, he also seems like he's in it for like he's he's been given a mission from whether you believe in God or whether you believe in you know fate or something like that. Like he truly believes like oh I wasn't I didn't want to be a football coach but I was you know pushed to do this from other angles. So you know Colorado and, could have a guy that's there for fifteen years. And let's be honest, one of the things that I love is that. I feel, you know, not to make it about race, but I do believe that white some a lot of white people feel uncomfortable seeing Deion Sanders coach and, and being the way that he is. And, you know, I, I, I don't believe, I, I, I think this is refreshing. I think it's great for the sport because I feel like you, you I hate that every, every coach has to be like the coaching style. You know what I mean? That's why I love Mike Leach. Before I, before I ever might, or met Mike Leach or ever invited us, I appreciate him because he was him. And to me, you have in a world where there's so many copycats to have someone doing something differently and doing it the way that, that they are. I think it's refreshing for the sport. Couldn't yeah, agree more. No, I, I he's, agree. He's, he's a he's, mentor. Yeah, no, d- definitely a mentor. All right, Colby, we know that you got a thousand shows. I'm sure you got the FCS experience and either the college football experience. Uh, one question, one last question before you get out of here. Uh, we talked a little Big 12. We started with the backyard brawl. We're going to finish with the brawl. Mm. Final score for Saturday. We'll see if you can nail the exacta again like you did. What was it, USC, uh, San Jose State? And Iowa, Iowa State too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've nailed a couple. Of those. I was pretty damn close on another one too. I don't know. I feel like I was like a, a point off on one. But, uh, yeah, continue. No, exact, exact score Saturday night. And will the Mountaineers uh, be burning couches and uh, singing Sweet Caroline with a little extra verse, eat shit pit? So, look, the key, I know we touched on this, is WV's offensive line against Pitt's defensive line. But I think a lot of people are thinking that means the run game. Well, I actually believe, yes, obviously that's a factor. But I think Narduzzi's going to, Narduzzi's an old linebacker. He's going to load the fucking box, right? Garrett Green has to complete passes accurately. Just enough to make them fear the play action. Because if not, it will be a long day for West Virginia. So I, I, I'm taking I'm taking Doug V. This game hasn't been played in forever. This game in, in Morgantown, that is. That is why I think Garrett Green's gonna do just enough with the play action. Just enough where the home run threat will be available. Give me uh give me a let's go 24 22. Yes, Ooh. I know it's unorthodox. I like it, Pitt, Pitt's been known. Pitt's been known to have that uh, unorthodox scoring approach. They might get a safety somewhere. Give me a 24 22. W makes a field goal to win the game. Let's go. That's a swan. I love score. it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> 24 22 and everybody watching on uh, youtube.com slash college experience sees each ship pit is currently laying one over under set of 50 and a half. So Colby 
is on the Mountaineers, obviously. I could have told you he was going to be on the Mountaineers. And uh, he's on the under. Okay. So, Morgan, uh, Saturday night, I'll, uh, we'll send you some pictures of some couches burning. How's that sound? Oh, hell yeah. And I, look, I think the under is actually the smarter play. Uh, if you yes. Just because if Garrett Green, you know, pits defense for some reason, they're, you know, I, I feel like they take advantage historically of shitty quarterback play, right? If Green struggles to pass the ball, uh, you know, and Pitt ends up just walking away with it because of a pick six here or something there, I still don't think they can score enough. So I, I like the under. I think the under is a smarter play than actually taking, you know, a, a side on this. But I still think, gun to my head, Dub V. It's a close win. Neil Brown. Neil Brown perhaps extended. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Advance, everybody climb. pepper sprayed, couches on fire. Yes. Can't uh, wait. Man. Yeah, everybody get over there, follow Pick Dundee at the Colby D, and go check out the college football experience. What other fucking podcast picks every single game, including the FCS game? Go check out Colby, Patty C, NC Nick. They've been doing it for how many years now? What is this year uh, 15, it feels like? Oh, man, it's been a long time. I mean, I feel like eight, seven, I think, yeah. I mean, I was doing it before them, but if you add it, it depends what, what you're counting on. With everyone there, I think I think seven. So just at, ask Patty C. Carry the one. So uh, everybody, <laughs> go, to, go check out uh, the college football experience. Colby, thanks for stopping by the Big Twelve College Experience. Look forward to having you back, brother. Anytime, guys. You, appreciate, yeah, appreciate the work you guys are doing. Uh, love the passion and. You're going to need a big graphic because these conferences are getting fucking gigantic to add, add on this <laughs> next year. Thanks for having me on the show, fellas. Hey, and shout Thanks, out to Toby. Cam Kerr that, who makes our graphics. I know you'd like the Texas logo there in the bottom right. Fantastic. Damn. Absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Horns down all day. Let's go. Just a little touch. All right, brother. <laughs> we'll see you, Colby. Take care, fellas. Pick Dundee from the college football and basketball experience. Get over there. I, they do their show every single Wednesday night around uh, 9 Eastern, 6 or Pacific. Sorry, I can't talk. Uh, go check out the FCS college experience. All right, let's. Uh, we, we, uh, we got Pick Dundee's uh, uh, backyard brawl pick. We also got a couple other picks. Let's dive into the slate a little bit. I know we'll give out our official betting picks on Thursday for our betting show. A couple quick ones. Uh, I'll run through the FCS ones. LIU at Baylor. Uh, Troy, your Baylor Bears storyline here. Can you get a win? I think they have a chance to win a game finally. Um, again, we'll see how much commitment they show. Uh, hopefully the starters aren't in for forever in this game, but pay attention to at least the first two or three drives by LIU and see if the defense is actually kind of hustling over the ball or if they still just don't give a shit or not. That's kind of the only thing that I'm paying attention to in this game. The result shouldn't really – I mean, if Baylor loses this game, Dave Aranda's gone before Monday for sure. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I really don't expect them to uh, – they looked significantly better against Utah, but they still just didn't have that next level of commitment. Maybe we see that uh, at least for the beginning part of the game. Love it. Uh, Nova at UCF, very, very shiny Golden Knights. 2-0 and coming off the big Boise win. Uh Got, got a big one here. They got a K-State on deck. Take care of business here. Go into Big 12 at 3-0. and uh, Rush, your guys from Lubbock, Tarleton going down to West Texas. Do uh, the Red Raiders get in the win column? They better. They have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the exact same as Baylor. 
uh, if, if they don't, there, there's a lot of issues. I actually wanted to ask Colby about uh, whether he thought Baylor or Texas Tech, who was going to make it out better in the, the Big 12 this season. But I'm so far right now leaning towards Texas Tech. I still, they had their shot to get on track. Hopefully they don't get on track next week against West Virginia. But um, yep, they better, they better get things right. This is one real quick that I'm looking at. Um, take the points with Tarleton. It is a little brother angle in the state of Texas. Yeah. Tarleton's got a pretty good football program too. Yeah. Billy Gillespie, coach of the uh, Tarleton Texans. Because I think Colby said it's what, 38 and a half or something like that? Yeah. So, yeah, look, look, yeah, go shuck yourself. They're not covering that. (laughs) Uh, All right. Here's a big one. Uh, K State, this one opened around one and a half, two, up to five. We'll see where it's at on Thursday. Man, this 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 is a big spot uh, for K State. Uh, Missouri's head coach doesn't know who Colin Klein is. Um, okay, this is a old <laughs> big this is an old Big Twelve uh, rivalry. Uh, th- this place will be rocking. I will say that about Missouri, but I think we all agree, and and what maybe what maybe we differ on the spread. But K State's just too good in the trenches to lose this game. You guys agree? Yep. This five points is disrespectful. I, I I agree, man. K State just keeps getting slept on. I tried to get cute and take take your Troy Trojans last week, Troy, but that that uh, I ate shit on that. Speaking of eating shit, Iowa State ate shit in the Cyhawk Bowl. Rush tricky spot here though. They got to go to Athens. Roark at uh, quarterback for Al or Alabama, Ohio U. I don't know where Alabama came from. Uh, tricky spot to Athens. I think this is what's going to begin that Iowa State decline. Obviously, they came out strong against you and I. Tried to, you know, did their best against the in the Cyhawk Bowl against Iowa. They're they're, they're probably going to lose this game. I, I think they lose this game in Athens. Terrible scheduling for a terrible year, and the free fall of Iowa State begins. Yeah, it's it's definitely a tricky spot. I mean, Ohio's a live dog in that game for sure on the money. No line. doubt. Oh, it's yeah. Not, it's they're basically not even a dog with that line being within a field goal. So going going to Athens is not quite Laramie, but uh, man, I would put Athens right there behind Morgantown in terms of consumption and fan vigor. Oh, the, those guys, those guys party. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. No, they get after it in uh, Athens, Ohio. All right, Troy, your Oklahoma Sooners going to Tulsa. Ugh. Here you big go. road spot. Yeah, big road they gotta, spot. They gotta go. They gotta go prove fans. themselves on the road here in a uh, stadium that'll be at least eighty percent uh, maroon. Um, yeah, I, I would really hope they cover this game. I, I would almost be telling my players as a coach, we need to win this game by thirty just to, you know, kind of get back on track. I think the public underestimates SMU. Covering that by half a point against SMU was still kind of impressive to me. Um, not best in the league impressive, but they, they should really go kick Tulsa's ass and probably cover this by the halftime. Yeah, no, Tulsa's bad. Uh, Miami of Ohio going to Cincinnati letdown spot. If you're looking for a letdown spot this week, Cincinnati off the big win at Pitt. Um, this game's always tricky rush. Do you think Cincinnati pulls away or is stay close here? I'm leaning towards the points with Miami here. I think Cincinnati can can go to three and zero and be at our what we thought their win total would be for the year. Uh, but yes, th- this is kind of leaning towards that letdown spot right before Big Twelve play for Cincinnati. Um, but hey, maybe we're wrong again. And Emory Jones just keeps climbing that that tower yeah. all the way to the penthouse. So hey, there. 
doing well so far, but I, I like the point. I'm leaning towards the points with Miami of Ohio. We'll talk more on Emory Jones when we get to the uh, the big game predictions here. Yep. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, tricky spot for our guy here. This I, I'm scared of this game, and the line tells you everything you need to know. Our guy. That's not our guy. I, that's Coach Prime. This is our guy, Coach Gundy, <laughs> subscriber of the Big Twelve College Spirits. You know, Coach Prime is too. Uh, Troy, this, if they're going to play three quarterbacks, this could be a hard game for them to win. I think. Yeah, I mean, you got to think by week three, Gundy's figured out that Wrangle is the best quarterback on the fucking roster. If he listened to the show as much as his shirt says that he does, he would have been hearing me harping this for almost uh, two months. There. As soon as they put Gunner or Wrangle into the game, they immediately start scoring points, whether it's like a field goal on that first drive against Arizona State, and then they come right back with a touchdown. But, I mean, Alan Bowman is not is not the guy, and they need to realize that ASAP. Um, I think South Alabama is a live dog here to win this straight up. I agree. It's a tricky spot, but Gundy always finds a you way. Don't, so. I mean, it, it, I would lean towards the points before I took the money line because it's in Stillwater, but man, if it's close at the end, the poke choke exists for a reason. That is true. Rush, back to you. BYU going to Fayetteville. This was a bad game last year for him. Uh, is this another Rush That game was in them? Provo, too. Yeah. yeah, I don't. This is one of those where expect the worst, hope for the best. Eight and a half points. Ooh, that line is a little, that might be a perfectly placed line right there. Um, I predicted that BYU would actually get killed in this game. Uh, but, hey, the defense, Jay Hill, he's doing his thing. Defense is not looking too bad at all. Uh, it, big test for BYU. We're going to find out their identity real quick and what they're going to look like in the Big 12 after this game. So, it, especially against Sam Pittman down down in Arkansas. So they they, they got to redeem themselves from last year. Big game for BYU. Huge. Completely agree. They, and BYU is unproven. I mean, they have not looked that great in the Correct. non-con. So this is yeah, but KJ hasn't looked super hot yet either. Too no, Arkansas so, you know, hasn't either. I if you get agree. the defense kind of throwing them a couple curveballs, this could this could be one that I mean, I think the eight and a half line represents the willingness to go for two with KJ as your QB. But yeah, again, this is a this is a live road dog for BYU. Oh, it is. BYU can can win this game, and they've won games like this historically. I do look at those points and think that's a lot of points. And usually, when you say that, then you know you take the points. But you can. I think it comes down to Slovis, right? It, that's going to be their whole season. Can it come down yeah. to Slovis? And I haven't seen a lot from Slovis where I'm like, oh, thank God you're at BYU. You're you're really saving them. So this this is the Slovis prove it game. Yep. I agree. Uh, moving along, the team, man, the, the Horns, big letdown spot, but I think they got too much talent here. Troy, any chance Wyoming can uh, upset another Big 12 foe here, this time in Austin? I mean, I don't I don't think there's a chance on the money line. I don't think they can win this game straight up, but I think Wyoming could play the best game they possibly could and maybe keep it at like a 12 to 14 point range. Um Obviously, it's in Austin, so that kind of sucks for somebody that hates Texas. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, It really seems like last week would have been the moment that a normal Texas quarterback would have said something stupid in a post-game interview. Like, we're back. 
And it <laughs> seems like Quinn knows not to say those two words until he didn't everything. Yeah, he didn't Sam. He didn't Sammy E it up at, right after a uh, week two. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I, this seems like a Texas team that's ready to roll. And Sark looks sober, so I'm scared. Yeah, uh, Russ, you hinted this one as a potential weird spot. Does that number change your mind at all, though? That's a lot no, it's of points, That's that not that the number changes my mind. It's just – to me, this just feels like a very weird game. And Kansas probably go out. They'll probably beat them by 35. Here's the thing. Kansas is winning by 42 or they're losing outright. Like, Nevada's not covering this game and Kansas still winning. I'll leave it like that. It just – from the start of this season, I just always had a weird feeling about this game. I may just be like an idiot – and and you know it's it's predicted it wrong but i something about this game i just don't like and that's all i'll say well the thing that stinks about this game is nevada so lay the points (laughs) there's you know there's no way nevada wins this game straight up no there is a zero (laughs) percent chance Nevada could have the lead at like half and then kansas could like win the second half 42 zip or some shit i uh Nevada's really bad. We'll 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 pick that on Thursday. All right. Uh this has been my preseason upset pick for, for weeks. Love Dana here. This is a Dana mm-hmm. Super Bowl spot. First game in the Big 12. Colby already gave it out. Are you guys gonna hop on this money line uh on Thursday with me? Well, of course. This is Dana, man. Troy, how about you? This seems like a game that Houston loses by exactly seven. So I'm a little scared of the money line here. Um, Dana could obviously win this game. Like we were talking about with Colby, you're going to see ups and downs with Dana. That's just mm-hmm. what you get. Um, it does. I don't know. This just the first conference game of the year. This just seems like a TCU kind of get right on offense spot. Um Houston's got the probably one of the better defenses just from what we've seen so far, but I'm a little scared of the money line on, on Dana. I think I would, I would take Houston with the points though, for sure. If it drops to seven, maybe get in on it early. I, I love, I love it. And obviously we'll talk West Virginia pit. We've already talked enough about that game and we'll talk all week on it. Eat shit pit. Troy's got the fucking shirt on. No, we got to talk. Fantastic. We got to talk West Virginia pit real quick. Cause I have a couple questions for you. They're, yeah, they're, re- they're, they're real quick ones just because you guys are dub V fans. All right. Yeah. Go Do ahead. you think that green can average 4.8 yards per completion? And do you think that CJ Donaldson can go 150 yards if he's given the rock 20 times? Yeah. Uh, I'll take Donaldson right now. Donaldson averaged seven or eight yards of carry last year in his first ever college game. I think he's a year older. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I know Colby's talking about um, that they're going to sack the box, but I think Green's going to beat him over the top a couple times and loosen it up. Green had a couple big throws against Duquesne. I know it's Duquesne. But, uh, yeah, I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm taking the over on that. I, I just asked those questions because that's exactly what Emory Jones and Corey Kiner did for Cincinnati last week. Emory Jones, he did complete 18 of 26. He was accurate, just like Colby said, but only for 125 yards. So you're thinking about three or four third downs on, like, four-yard passes that you convert, and that's all you really need. And from that Spread point the on, ball out. just fucking pound that shit. Who cares if they stack the yeah. box? 
beat him with your offensive line. And that uh, it, it was just funny looking at the stats for Cincinnati to win that game against Pittsburgh on the road and not really have, you know, Pittsburgh feast on shitty quarterback play. But if you can play average and not turn the ball over, they can't really feast on anything. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I agree. I agree that the formula is there. What, what Cincinnati did, I mean, dominated the trenches, and I, I like our offense a lot more than Pitt or uh, Cincinnati. So I almost said Houston. I'm, all these teams are starting to mix together. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna be here all all week, and we're gonna give out our picks. I think you guys know which way we're leaning on uh, the Eat Ship Pit uh, Mountaineer game. Before we get out of here, Rush, tell everybody where to find you. We've been going an hour strong, baby. Yeah, at Rambling Rush, Twitter, Instagram. We've done over an hour, Ryan. We did the history of the Brackyard Brawl before this yep. on the Ryan and Rush Show. Subscribe to the Ryan and Rush Show on YouTube as well, at Ryan and Rush Show, Twitter, and Instagram. And we will be pre- continuing our Backyard Brawl preview with the sports gambling guy. Noah Beanick will be on tomorrow. And we'll 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 do our little dive that season knows on Thursday. So subscribe to the Ryan and Rush show, of course, along with the Big 12 college experience as well. Yeah, you guys can find me over on the X on Twitter at at Troy Tuning, just the full name, T-R-O-Y-C-H-E-W-N-I-N-G. There is two N's in there. Um, But besides that, uh, I don't know if we're if we're gonna make the trip up to Morgantown or not this weekend, but it seems it seems like a pretty good weekend to just completely black out and forget everything. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That that's that's if if you're not blacked out watching the backyard brawl, you ain't doing it right. Uh, win or lose, you're gonna have to be blacked out. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I've been waiting. We've we've been waiting what thir- 12, 13 years for this thing to come back to Morgantown. So that we can beat their ass one more time, man. I can't wait. So this is yeah, gonna you, be this is gonna be how I feel about Oklahoma, Oklahoma State when they play again in uh twenty thirty five or something like that. No doubt. No, it's per it's personal, as no Dion kidding. said last week, man. It's it's personal. We gave we gave the game away last year. My God, I mean, up up seven driving, and then they punt, and then they drop the uh, ball with three minutes left. Pitt runs it back. So yeah, no, it's personal this week. Um, we'll be here every step of the way. Uh, thank you to Pick Dundee, the GOAT, for stopping on the, uh, the show as well. And like Russ said, for all you college experience fans out there, Noah Beanick joins the Ryan and Russ show tomorrow to talk a little. You know, he's a, he's a closet pit fan. We won't hold it against him. He's still our guy. But, uh, yeah, we'll see everybody Thursday to pick some games and pick out some winners. And, you know, we'll, we'll get out a little money line round Robin at the end, too. So uh, good luck, everybody, with your bets the rest of the week till Thursday. And let it ride. <laughs>